Hi, welcome to Entrepreneurs Transform Podcast. My name is Greg Twemlow. I'm the host of the program. And just about every week, we'll be talking with entrepreneurs from all over the world who are at very different stages of their journey and who are happy to share their experiences, their learnings, their successes, and even their failures with other entrepreneurs. Hi, welcome to Entrepreneurs Transform podcast. And this episode, I'm absolutely delighted to be welcoming Alex Miles, who is the founder of Sports High. Welcome, Alex. G'day, Greg. How are we doing? Pretty good, all things considered. Because you're in you're in good shape over there. You're obviously well. You just told me you're in Orange County in California, and that's that's an interesting time to be uh, to be around Los Angeles. But we'll get to that in a minute. I, Alex, I like to start off with just asking you to sort of please share your mission and how you're transforming our world. For sure. And, and firstly, Greg, thanks for, for having me on. We've known each other for some time now and um, excited to see the work that you're doing in particular around the Northern Beaches, but I think just holistically with the tech community in Sydney. Sports High, we're an app for high school sport. Our mission is to encourage high school students to play sports uh, by creating a community where all student athletes can grow. We know the positive impact high school sports can have both in and outside of the classroom. And, you know, hopefully by creating Sports High, uh, we can send more of our youth to higher education, really using sports as the vehicle. Okay. So if you were sort of distilling that down to the the problem you're solving, uh, you're really helping high school students leverage their sporting abilities to enter college. Yeah, I think so. I mean, when I think about sport, especially at a young age, I think about the life values that sports bring. So instantly playing sports at a young age brings a sense of teamwork and working within a team environment. It can teach you leadership. It can teach you discipline. Um, So our belief is by instilling those values at a young age and by creating an online virtual community with a generation that grew up with iPhones and social networks, we can help increase the amount of students playing sport and from that send more to, to college and create more college opportunities. And, you know, there is a stat in the US if a high school student participates in sport, they double their chances of applying to college. Uh, so that for us was extremely powerful. Yeah, it certainly is. That's a wonderful story. And and what sort of prompted you, Alex? How did you get going on this journey? Yeah, so I, I mean, I, I came over to the US five years ago, obviously been involved in sports for a long time, played a lot of my rugby down in Manly. And I was consulting for a tech company over here and, and coaching high school sports on the side. Uh, I was volunteering for a nonprofit uh, play rugby USA as well as coaching the the kind of the first 15 team for Fordham Prep, which is an all boys private school. So it really gave me insight into both ends of the spectrum with youth sports and high schools in particular, and just realized that a lot of the technology that was being provided to the students were being built from the perspectives of coaches and parents and an older generation. Um, I saw a lot of those life values being affected. And as I said, you know, the, the technology standards for these students are extremely high for Generation Z. And, and those life values were being affected because of that. And we just thought there was a great opportunity. The youth sports market is growing rapidly in the US. 
and you know it was a personal problem that I saw with being a coach and and you know I never thought it would get to where we are today but here we are that's wonderful and Alex how did you actually prepare for your you know to, to embark on this entrepreneurial mission you 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 were contracting you had literally a full-time job but you had to step out of that that's that's a very big uh, leap of faith isn't it yeah, I mean, I, I remember when I first started thinking about taking this on, you know, both part-time and full-time and someone close to me said, well, what, what do you have to lose? If you lose everything you have over here and the business doesn't become successful, you know, you just go back to Australia and you, you, you're back to your normal life and you've probably learned something, something in, the, in the long run as well. So I think that was something being over here and, and having nothing to lose definitely helped me go after the opportunity but I think guidance and speaking to the right people and uh, family friends and mentors definitely helped in that process I'm sure they did and Alex I'm curious about how you handle the highs and lows so I mean you your sports high is a classic bootstrap story I think and, and that's always so challenging so how do you handle the highs and lows well, you, you, you don't always, but you, you do your best, I think. For me, a lot of it has been, obviously, as I said, friends and family, and also how you turn downfalls into motivation to work harder and get some of those highs. You know, balance is obviously a big thing as well. You just can't work 90-hour weeks anymore and, and not have the impact or the effects next week happen and, and affect you in kind of executing what you want so I think balance has played a big role and also just if I'm comfortable it, it actually now brings a sense of uncomfortability if that makes sense like if okay. for some reason for some reason if I'm comfortable something bad's about to happen right. um, that's just my experience so you know getting used to being uncomfortable and kind of staying in that moment as much as possible yes that's a great point actually when you get to that feeling of being sort of overconfident you're quite right that's that's a that's a red flag isn't it yeah big time i, I that's probably the, the kind of the scariest times for me because i just know something's coming around the corner which yeah can always yeah. be a bit scary and alex tell us please about the current status of sports high for sure i mean the vision of the company is to be kind of like the LinkedIn of high school sports catered to Gen Z. But we are trying to take it through the lens of a for-purpose company and trying to have that social impact. Uh, we've been successful with working with inner city communities and helping students that don't have the financial resources to go to college and um, helping them engage with our high school sports community and connecting them with universities such as Brown or Harvard and Penn State and, and seeing them be successful there. In terms of, you know, where we are, you know, there's always the, what have we done with the product? What have we done with, with capital? We were able to bring on 37 angels to lead our recent seed round. 37 angels are an all-female investment group in New York. Uh, we were picked three of 600 um, for that investment. So that was, you know, amazing validation for the team. Uh, and, and from a product standpoint, you know, we've worked extremely hard to our version, version two. Uh, that's you set for release in, in August. And, you know, you're in the app store for 12 months. You definitely learn a lot, but more importantly, you listen a lot to your customers. And, you know, this has really been the, the experience we've had coupled with the experience the customers have had in the last 12 months. And, and we believe this next product update in, in August is going to be the next best thing. 
And Alex, I mean, you're you're app based, so there must be a lot of very rich data being collected that helps give you insights into how people are using Sports High. Yeah, definitely. I think Generation Z is a very interesting generation. I, I think they're the most influential generation in any household expenditure. So, if you think of a you know, a family with, with students in high school or at a young age, a lot of their purchasing decisions are around their kids, education, sports, co-curricular, travel. Um, so this generation is actually the most influential on that consumer buying spend. And in the US, they control up to $44 billion. Um, so that data in particular is, is very unique. And, and you know, I, I think a lot of companies are looking to, to get in front of that demographic. For that reason, we've actually a free service for colleges. We haven't implemented a, a business model or revenue stream there yet. Okay. Um, we're more focused on that user growth, that user retention. You know, there's a reason why WhatsApp sold for $17 billion without making a dollar of revenue. And we, we kind of think that the, this generation in particular is, is the most sought after data, but we are very respectful with what we do with it as well and and who we provide information to alex i mean it sounds like maybe have you got uh, an exit strategy in mind at this point i think we it would be silly for us not to think about exit strategies i mean the number one mission for us is to build a for-purpose profitable company company that is having a social impact through sport that is the number one goal. Although we understand that companies like Nike, companies like Under Armour do look in this space for acquisitions. Companies like LinkedIn, for example, where you know, students are coming out of high school, that's really the demographic or, or the target market for LinkedIn itself. So yeah, I, I mean, we think about it, um, although we don't allow it to kind of distract us from our core mission and, and, yeah. and that's very much internal. And how has COVID impacted you personally and sports high? Yeah, I mean, personally, um, you know, we've been quarantining for the last three months. Uh, our team went from going into an office now to, to fully remote. And, and I thought we did that quite well and, and personally have, have made a few changes and, and I feel like we've, I've personally made the switch, but also our team. I think COVID-19 from a youth sports standpoint is the most interesting and what we'll see in the next six months will dictate how much of an impact it will have. As I said, that youth sports market was $9 billion in the US five years ago. It's, it's now $16 billion, expected to go to $41 billion in the next five years. You know, how does COVID impact that if youth sports are being affected and team sports in particular are, are seeing a decrease or a decline in, in participation? Um, I think that's the first problem that we might have. And then... You know, I, I think from a positive standpoint, students and coaches and, and high school coaches and college coaches in particular now need more virtual options to engage. We've seen tremendous growth through our college introduction feature. We've seen a 12 times uplift in that feature itself. So how we introduce students to the Harvards, the Browns, the Dartmouths, and our acquisition has doubled over the last two months as well. So there is something there where... To be honest, I think the kids are bored and, and they're looking for more online virtual options and communities. I think we'll see the college and, and the high school coaches side start to adapt and evolve as well as we get through to Q3 and Q4 of this year. And Alex, I mean, I must 
compliment you too. I know uh, you have for a very long time collated a monthly report for your community and I'm sure your investors. And that has always pretty much shown the, the growth and the status of the business. Can you tell us a little bit more about what why you do that and, and what the benefits have been? Yeah, I think the why was really about you know, you start this company and, and you start this idea and you go and speak to as many people as possible, whether they're a, a thought leader in the in youth sports pace or, or have started a company themselves. And you get to a point where you're, you know, in the hundreds of people that you've spoken to, maybe even any capital or even created the company. So it's very hard to track where each person is um, and, and what you've communicated to them. And you're kind of coming into meetings and not knowing how up to date they are with the company. So that was the first reason for why I wanted to put it out there. So everyone was on the pa- same page, but also we were being accountable to ourselves. I think earlier on in a company, founders can be somewhat a little bit embarrassed about the, the updates that they give because things start a little bit slower. So So that accountability really does shape you into gear a little bit. You know, you get to a week out before sending an update and you're like, okay, now it's time to reflect and see if we actually did what we say we would do. So, yeah. That is, that is really a great insight to share with founders. I think, Alex, the fact that you did it not just for your community, but for yourself and for your team to, to stay accountable, that's, that's great insight. And, yeah, I think also with investors – you know, someone doesn't invest in your company overnight. Uh, they like to watch from the sidelines over a period of time, whether it's a month or even six months. And, you know, that's definitely helped us build rapport and, and relationships with these investors. And um, a lot of them have then come on to invest in the company at a later stage. So just having those people on the sidelines, whether they're, you know, working at a sports brand or at, at another tech company or, or an investor or a potential investor, you know, people also want to help. So if they if if they do want to help you in some way, they most likely they'll reach out. So it's all about building relationships, I think. And so you mentioned you you closed the angel round. What sort of a process was that? You know, how long did, how long did it take you? I think any type of round. We've done a couple in the in, in the past two to three years. I, I would say to founders, it's a three to six month um, process. It's always twice as long and costs twice as much as you think. Yeah, for us, it was, you know, you, you also get a hundred no's before you get one yes. And sure. um, we were lucky being involved with a, a ed tech incubator in New York who made an introduction to Angela Lee at 37 Angels. And we pitched up at Columbia University where she's a professor. And then we got shortlisted into presenting to 37 Angels and, and it went from there. And, you know, uh, we did that 200 times over with, with different groups and, and different people. And yeah, it, it's just what's the right fit. So if you get a lot of no's, it's not always because it just might not be the right fit for the other person. And heading into that process, Alex, where you were, you know, kind of determined to raise some capital, were you, did you prepare yourself for the 100 no's? I, I, it's it's hard. I mean it's 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 very hard to prepare yourself for that and and you, I guess you're never really prepared and and it can be very disheartening but it, it, it's 
Yes, I, I, I guess you just never try and give up, right? And, and I'm lucky where sports yeah. has, been, has played a bit of a role in my life where you have that mentality of never giving up and it's a team effort. And I try and apply that to a lot of what we do at Sports High and, and my own personal life and, and business life too. And so what do you need now to make faster progress? I, I guess it's probably money, of course, but apart from that, what else do you need? Money always can help solve problems. The big question is when and how much and who, of course, is giving you that capital. We are extremely focused on our version two release in August. Okay. Um, that, right. that is our main priority right now. We know that if we execute on our version two, which is aligning with a lot of our marketing strategies, it's also when the next school year in America starts, we double our chances of, of raising more capital with institutional investors. So a lot of it is preparing for that, getting the right people on the sidelines to watch that explosive growth and then executing in a timely fashion. And, and that would be from a, our next capital raise would be more towards the end of the year slash Q1 next year to put us in from kind of the thousands of students we're working to into the ten th tens of thousands. And so basing yourself in New York, uh, are you naturally therefore really focused on the East Coast college market? We were to start, definitely. And I just, I think New York is just an amazing city in regards to your career and, and, and getting you to your ultimate production. You know, it really will take yeah. you to the very edge of what your ability is, but it's a very rich sports ecosystem as well. So it did make sense for us to start in the, in the tri-state area and the, and the East coast, yep. but naturally now we're starting to spread across the United States and, and students and schools are popping up from places in Idaho and, and California that I've never heard of. And, you know, that's always a nice <laughs> problem to try and solve, but yeah, we're, we're yeah. starting to see a little bit more um, of us and, and, getting into those schools and, and seeing a bit of critical mass, which is nice. And Alex, pre-COVID, uh, in terms of your business development, did you find that you were having to travel quite a bit or could you do all that pretty much remotely? Yeah, I mean, it's funny. I would have a conversation with an athletic director who has 2,000 students at their school and they'd say, hey, come, come out to New Jersey and you'd rent the car and drive two or three hours out there to see them. And yeah. you just soon learn that everything doesn't work out how you would think. And, and that two to five hours you spent with that one relationship didn't make sense. So we yeah. now, especially as COVID-19 has come through and we're starting to really show and, and, and operate in a virtual sense. And it's nice that the rest of the world is starting to come to that as well. Like you think about high school coaches and athletic directors you know, some of them are a little bit older and, and uh, might not be as accustomed to the technology. So you do need more face-to-face, -face. but I think our marketing strategies are leaning more towards the students themselves and getting in front of them before we get in front of the school. And, and the main reason for that, if I take the app to a high school coach, say it's free and we have all these great bells and whistles, doesn't guarantee me that they'll come onto the platform where if I say to that same coach, two or three of your students are already on the app, he'll, he or she will download it there and then. So that yeah. influence plays right. a big role in terms of how we market and how we apply our time. And Alex, you mentioned earlier uh, mentors and advisors. Have they played a key role in your progress? Massive role. You know, I'm a first-time founder. I'm a single founder. I haven't done this before. 
So there's a lot of, I guess, strikes against myself as a founder and trying to raise capital and that comes up in conversations. So it was important for me to surround myself with a team that did tick those boxes. We have advisors okay. with the NFL, the NBA, Jay Hernandez, he's NBA uh, assistant coach of the Charlotte Hornets, Tiff Faye, she was the captain of the USA rugby team. Elise, wow. Elise Sol was VP of marketing for the NHL for 13 years. So surrounding ourselves with the, the right people has been huge. Okay. And then from a mental standpoint, yes, as well. I would say to other founders, finding someone who is a founder in a similar space, but a few years ahead of you. And Andrew right. Cohen is the founder and CEO of Brainscape. There are millions of users and an e-learning online platform. You know, he's been tremendous for us, both from a business standpoint, but also an individual standpoint too. Alex, is there anything else you'd like to share with listening? I mean, I would think founders would be listening to the podcast and, and some advice that I got earlier on was to integrate your customers into what you're doing as early as possible. My customers were high school students. So I went and volunteered at high schools and coached rugby for free. That was before we even built a prototype. So I, I think to, to other founders, some people forget that your customers are, are number one and, and get their feedback as early as possible because it's going to save you a lot of time down the road. So, so that early feedback, was that key in how you actually designed the app and the functionality? 100%. I, I always joke that I didn't build this app. The high school students built it. If we ever have a discussion or a debate about a feature internally, we help make the kids decide and, and the students dictate really what we build and, and what our product roadmap is. So when you create an environment, we have an ambassador program with over 750 high school students, they dictate what we build. And, and if you can start to integrate in that into your team culture, it'll start to save you a lot of time and, and save you from going down those rabbit holes from a, a coding standpoint and a product development standpoint. Yeah, wow, that's, that, that is so important for people listening to appreciate that. So uh, I think you've just been so smart about how you've approached everything. And, and uh, before we kind of wrap up, I, I just want to say how utterly uh, fabulous it is, this mission you're on, your, your for-purpose mission to help high school students really make great decisions about their future and help them uh, in that regard. So that's just absolutely wonderful. I'm sure I, I tell people, Alex, this, my charity project, Seven Mile Venture Lab, I say, you know, think about it like it's a good news factory. And I'm sure that equally applies to Sports High. There must be so many good news stories from the work you Definitely. And, and just being able to meet some of these students, it, it's amazing. They there's some very intelligent students out there and, and they're doing amazing things both in the classroom, but also on the, on the sporting pitch as well. So yeah, it's, I think it's the good part and the, and the humbling part of what we do. Yeah. Just absolutely wonderful. So the website is sportshigh.io. Is that the best place people should go to find out more? Yeah, for sure. Time? I'm also on LinkedIn and if there are any founders out there that, that needed some support or so to ask some questions, um, there are a lot of founders that did the same for me. So um, paying it forward is always nice. Uh, that's a great offer. Well, uh, I'll make sure that uh, I mention that when I post podcast. And just want to thank you very much, Alex, for your time today. It's been so great to hear the Sports High story. And you have our very best. Cheers, Greg. Thanks, mate. Cheers. Thanks, Alex. Mm -hmm.